That's right, they're playing video games for money. And I'm definitely not gonna let uh, Mass Effect in my house. The level of violence on video games. It might be hazardous to physical and mental health. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic. Then there's the argument that video games can be art. They're a world phenomenon. Welcome to Hit Point Pals, episode nine. Today is uh, March. Today is Saturday, March 30th. And Saturday is March. What? Yup, it is 30th <laughs> of March on a Saturday. Uh, okay, now that that's out of the way. I'm here with, well, hang on. <laughs> I'm Travis Lean. I'm here with William Suit. Hello. And I'm here with Caleb Warwick. What's going on? We are going to talk about some of the video games that we've been playing this week, as always, before we start hitting some gaming news from this week, including a couple of announcements ranging from PlayStation to Apple to Borderlands 3 stuff from PAX. And I think that's it. Yeah, so that's, let's uh let's dive a, into the a, that's about what we're gonna what we're gonna do. So let's dive right enjoy. into let's dive into right uh let's dive right into what people have been playing this week. Hell William. yeah. I have been playing uh House of the Dying Sun, uh this kinda six axis space combat game, but I've been playing it in VR, which has been Oh fuck. One hell of a great time. I mean that game doesn't have a whole lot of content, but that VR element, I don't know. There's something really cool about getting to fly a spaceship in VR and then get blown up in space. I think that's really cool. But I've also been playing a lot of um, a game I think we've all heard of, uh, Dark Souls, uh, uh, namely Dark Souls Remastered. And that has been uh, equal parts a hoot and uh, a hateful moment to play because uh, it stresses me out like a lot, but it's addictive. I just can't quit it. I think that's the unfortunate thing about Dark Souls. You start it, you're like, oh yeah, Dark Souls. And then you die and you get frustrated. It's just addicting because you don't want to yeah. quit there. Yeah, because if you stop, then you'll be thinking about it like all day or for the rest of your life. Like, oh, but what if I did this? Or, oh man, but uh, You'll be thinking about that picture this. on the internet of uh, the knight armor and get good. Yeah, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll cry myself to sleep and then wake up in a cold sweat and boot up my PC and play more Dark Souls. It's usually what happens. So that's what I'm doing right now, uh, namely just trying to get through Dark Souls. Uh, don't have too much more to go through, but it's not easy, so I don't know how long it'll take me. But yeah, that, that's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I, I've been playing that in like alongside uh, Travis, who's also going through Dark Souls. Um, and yes, that, and that's for the first time, I, I should mention. I think we may have talked about this once before, I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I can't recall either. Uh, but I but I have been really liking the game, and I I, I now under fully understand the appeal of Dark Souls. I'm very <laughs> determined to to get through all of Dark Souls remastered, and then I would like to play all of the other from software uh, Souls like Blood Blood Bo Souls Soulsborn Soulsborn games because um, it's 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 very satisfying once you figure out how to how to kill a guy. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's all there is to it. I'm at, I'm at the point now where uh, uh, Framped wants me to, he wants me to kill like four dudes, I think. Ah, chosen I'd, undead. So, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I will fully admit I haven't really been reading any of the lore, so I don't 100% know what's happening, 
but I think like I, I did this with Mass Effect the first time I played it too and like Mass Effect is like my most beloved series of all time and yet the first couple times I played through it I didn't read any of the codex didn't really know what was going on I think I was more just playing it for the experience of being cool cool spaceman Command Shepard. So that's probably right. how I'm playing Dark Souls right now, is just to be cool undead man. Spaceman. And <laughs> yeah, maybe uh when I'm done or maybe maybe I'll maybe while I'm playing I'll start going into the inventory and reading a little bit more. Most of the lore I've just been getting from William, he's like, Yeah, this is, you know, this you know, this is the ring from the old guy from like ages ago and I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, oh okay, alright. Like, oh, that guy just fucking that's murdered. Fine. <laughs> or like this this wolf with a sword that I killed last night, and oh, then later yeah. I read about him, and it's like he's guarding his like his his like dead master's tomb or something. I was like, oh man, nobody told me. Fucking murdered him with no <laughs> regret. Told me. <laughs> I wonder if like so since we we're all playing Dark Souls right now, I'm playing Dark Souls two. I have already beaten the first Dark Souls, but. Um, I'm about to finish Dark Souls 2 and then continue on to Dark Souls 3 But I wonder like if once we're all done playing Dark Souls like we could start playing those like Dark Souls clones, you know There was this one like sci-fi Dark Souls Not necessarily clone, but like, you know the similar Dark Souls type game the surge Yeah, the surge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I've had interest in that. I don't know how it is, but like wonder if like when we beat all these those games are gonna be like super easy yeah i've seen um i've seen stuff i've seen some gameplay of the surge it looks all right it's been mm -hmm. received like all right as well mm -hmm. um i've always thought i i've always noticed that i'm kind of like a sucker for sci-fi <laughs> both in like games and movies and stuff like i'll i'll tolerate even like a like a mediocre sci-fi experience i don't know that's just part of part of my tastes so maybe i'll enjoy the surge i don't know i'll tell you straight up though that like i would love for there to be some sort of grand massive like like an actual from software sci-fi souls like like there's just so many cool applications you can do with that yeah well, didn't they make that that one mech game well like those aren't like souls like well, yeah they did do some mech games armored We're front i think Armored Core? Arm oh, Armored it? Core. Whoops. You like play as like the vice president fighting the president, or something like that. This okay. This doesn't I sound anything like a Souls game. I know. It sounds bizarre. But I actually, I'm like, what the hell? Like these guys that made Dark Souls made this game. It sounds interesting. I wonder if it's as hard as Dark Souls though. That's the thing. Probably is because it's an older game. Usually older games, data controls, and they're hard. Uh, I didn't play too much of Dead Space, but oh, like dude. the vibe I got from it was like... William, you've played Dead Space, right? I've played Dead Space 1. Okay, so you can help me out if I'm wrong here. But Dead Space, you're going through a... You're responding to a distress beacon, uh, and so you're kind of going through... The, it's very like... The atmosphere is very like alien, as in like the movie Alien. Yeah, um, where it's it's dark. There's like it's claustrophobic. Um, it's like these industrial environments, and it's yeah, it's right. Like, it's like it's like it's like a derelict ship, basically, or maybe not derelict. It's like a freshly uh, disabled ship out in space, and there are these very spooky alien threats throughout the ship, um, and you get armed with some like 
it's supposed to be kind of like 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 tools i believe you're like some sort of space mechanic yeah and so you've got these things like like this this like tri-prong laser beam that you can use and you've got like limited ammo and stuff and i feel like that's kind of what i'd like to see from like a from software sci-fi souls like if that were ever to be something that that or that someone manifested. else can pick up the rights to dead space and make another one yeah i mean with with from software i mean yeah that's interesting because i've always liked the atmosphere in their games even in like mm -hmm. like dark souls has never exactly been like the most gorgeous game but i think like the atmosphere and just kind of the layout of it is something i really really like and yeah I, i'd wonder what they'd do with with like a cool science fiction setting or in in this kind of style of like a Soulsborne. well it's it's interesting though because like dark souls and like the dark Souls series has always been accustomed to more of like um how would you explain like old world like super 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 ancient type like civilization is completely gone from this place so it's like rotting away <clears throat> environment and it's like beautiful looking like it's like yeah exactly ugly but like beautiful at the same time because it has a style like sad and gloomy and it still looks really good for like what it's going for I feel like I if you, I feel like you could take those same like characteristics of the world and apply them to a apply them to space just like yeah I, I can envision yeah, like cool. like graveyards of derelict spaceships and like dying stars and dying and suns very and little amounts of like lore that let you like imagine like <laughs> what yeah. happened over like five thousand <laughs> years like they don't need to tell you much but with that like atmosphere and little drops of lore you can you get this idea of like I don't know, like, there have been thousands of years of galactic history and you're at the twilight of, like, this great civilization or something. Yeah, be really the neat. universe. Damn, just, now I'm yeah. pissed that there isn't a game like that. <laughs> I would Damn absolutely it. love that. I may be asking a bit too much here, but I think it'd be great if it if it also had, like, the ability to fly a spaceship around, I think, is kind of an essential part of a sci-fi game in general, mm -hmm. especially for if, like, the world is big and open. So it'd be cool to no like from software be able to, to be able to be able to be able to fly your ship between spaces and stuff. And even like if there was some sort of like really tough souls type space combat in this game, like I can imagine a third person like fighting a like giant moon sized alien <laughs> with your little starfighter. I think you and I had once you, you had brought up the idea of like sci-fi souls and mm -hmm. we talked about bosses and I thought like yeah I could like imagine like fighting some sort of a boss in like a graveyard of derelict ships yeah and it like latches onto ships as you do more damage to like heal itself by like taking <laughs> yeah, these and it's replacing a giant, parts. It's a giant mech that has like <laughs> it's it's created itself by <laughs> grabbing derelict ships and just kind of absorbing them into its body and it's so like as you shoot parts out, off of it it like grabs big destroyed capital ships and just attaches them to itself so it's like you like... have to keep dishing out damage or else because if you take too long it'll just keep healing itself up yeah and it's like man that's neat too bad it doesn't exist yeah. <laughs> damn <sighs> it'll exist now on this Hell podcast yeah. alright you heard us from software I expect you to make this game and let us know uh, a game that does exist, though, is Ape Out, which I had played oh, yeah. through this week a couple times, actually, because uh, I was doing some hard drive stuff. And so, like, I had beaten the game and then 
when you beat the game, you unlock this bonus level at the end, which is really tough, and I didn't beat. So, like, I assumed the, the game had cloud saves. It turned out it didn't, so <laughs> I had, like, lost all my progress. But it was okay, because it's a really fun game, and, like, it wasn't annoying to play through it again. Ape Out is, like... Uh, man, it just, like, it looks, it's very artistic. It kind of looks like a, like a, like a modern painting, or like, it looks like a, a really stylized title sequence from a movie. I think a lot of people have said that it, it's very reminiscent of, like, a Saul Bass, uh, title sequence. Oh. Um, and the movies that, that I kind of thought of that are, that are a little more modern that have that sort of stylized opening sequence are, like, if you remember the opening sequence of Monsters Incorporated, uh, the yeah. opening credits how they have those really cool like polygonal and flat uh shapes that that, that just kind of drive that opening sequence yeah and that's what ape out looks like like it's very it's not it's not 2d it's 3d from a top-down view and it does some really cool things with perspective but uh but it's very flat and minimalistic but at the same time it's just really uh it's it's really pretty to look at and it, it has a very defined art style that I, that type of art direction, like, I feel like I haven't seen in a game in a long time, especially one that's that, like, indie. Like, it's, it's, it's an indie game. It, it's 15 bucks. It's short. It, I, it, I think I beat it in, like, under two hours. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's just intended to be, like, a little vignette of an experience the uh there's four different levels that all kind of have different themes but the gameplay is always the same you're an ape and you press a button to throw people you try to throw them into walls usually because that kills them and they explode with like uh, very uh extravagant blood and guts um and it's i i think like gameplay wise it, it's just very based on like reaction time and strategy under pressure so like you're trying to navigate these corridors you're going from left to right generally so you're trying to get from the start to the end and you're trying to navigate these corridors and take out guys like either before they see you or if they do see you before they pull the trigger or you're like avoiding them or you're like picking them up and throwing them into other guys so it's just like it's it's a lot of tr having to think quickly under pressure to plan your route um, because you only have, like, I, th I believe you, you can get shot. Well, okay. The different enemies have different amounts of damage they do, but the base enemy you can get shot by twice. And if you get shot a third time, then you're dead. So it's, uh, it's kind of like Harambe. a souls game. No, not really, but it, it does have, it, it does have that level of, of challenge of having to react under pressure to, things that you don't have a lot of time to react to i had so it's um, like hotline uh, miami sort of right yeah that's what i was just about to say yeah oh like, really yeah i was i was <laughs> thinking about that because yeah I, I had seen you you play some of it um mm -hmm. some time ago and i had been thinking like yeah this is like top down it's really quick you like when things happen you need to think of what you need to do like in the same moment that you're doing it you've got no time and that reminded me a lot of hotline miami right the other part of it I like in conjunction with the art direction is um, it, it has this really, uh, what's the word? It has a, it has like a dynamic music score under it. So like when you throw someone into, you, you get this, this, this really like tense 
jazz drumming in the first level. And so like when you throw a dude into a wall, it'll trigger like like a like a cymbal crash or like a snare hit and a cymbal crash. And if you're like it, the, the music reacts to like what situation you're in. So if you're going up against like three dudes, the music will get really intense. And as you're throwing them up against walls, you'll just hear the drummer like hit all these cymbals and stuff. It's it, it, it helps like drive the action. And it's really cool to see a game that use music cool. in that way. Uh, I love I love stuff that does stuff like that. Yeah, especially games, reactive music. I know. Yeah. I oh man, I can't. I I I I'm mad that I can't think of like the specific name off the top of my head. But I know there's a couple games at least that use like procedurally generated ambient type music. Mm. So that's a very different genre of music, but kind of the same idea. Where like you have this interactive medium, obviously video games, where you can program music to react to what players are doing. Um, yeah. So that's Ape Out. And then the other game I got a chance to start playing was the Elder Scrolls Blades, which is now in like early access invite only. So I, uh, I got, I got my, I got my access email from Todd Howard. Uh, he, uh, Todd. he, He personally signed it and sent it to me. And, uh yeah so this is this is a mobile elder scrolls game and um i'm not really sure where to start i was gonna see if you guys had any questions about it but i'll just like start introducing it real quick so it is very much an elder scrolls game you've got all the basic elder scrolls parts you get asked who you are and you set up your character and stuff and you pick from you know the the classic elder scrolls races and then um you've got this like hub world which is like it's a destroyed town so like you you i i guess it was your i'm not clear story wise it doesn't really matter i don't think the game is super story focused but in the beginning your your town i guess like the town you live in is destroyed and so you go in and like you kill the bandits and stuff and then you've got all these like shells of buildings so part of the game is collecting resources to rebuild these buildings and then you get like these missions to go out and rescue the townsfolk and stuff and where it departs from an elder scrolls game is that it's not seamless open world it's you have a quest board it's more like monster hunter you have a quest uh board well not even like monster hunter because monster hunter you have you, you get a mission and you go out into the world but you can go whatever path you want to this one's much more linear so like you can start a mission to go like into a dungeon and kill eight goblins it'll drop you in that dungeon and you just wander the dungeon kill eight goblins and you're done so that's that's the part of the elder scrolls that i miss in this game is like being able to just wander around in an open world and i understand it's a mobile game but like i i guess maybe naively i before it i got a chance to play it i was i i guess i was assuming that it would kind of have that classic elder scrolls open world uh it very much does not so I, I think that was my that was my biggest surprise and my like the biggest departure for me from the series. Oh man, you said um at the very beginning there's like a burnt out town and you have to go kill like the bandits in it. Yeah. Um. So these regions are they kind of like okay? So when you're fighting these bandits, is it like you fight them one on one? Do you get to oh. move around? Like how does yeah yeah yeah. Like, so how does combat that is com- combat is like uh you get close to a guy and 
like either you run into them from behind or they see you and run up to you whatever as that that's how combat is initiated it is one-on-one okay um so if multiple enemies come up to you at once which happens a few times i don't think the game really means for it to happen but if that does happen you just fight them one at a time oh okay oh okay gotcha like yeah yeah yeah. so you'll kill a guy and then it'll like basically just dump you right into the next encounter it'll play as two separate encounters and the combat is is a little strange like i i feel like first person sword combat on a mobile device you'd expect to like swipe kind of like infinity blade which i don't i don't know if that's just my taste from having played infinity blade so often but um but this this one is like you have a block button to to hold your shield up and then you've also got you're supposed to just kind of tap and hold to attack and it kind of does like a reverse pokemon go like you wait for the circle to align with the outer circle and that's how you do a critical it's it's strange like the first couple of combat encounters i had i instinctively started to like swipe because that's just what it feels like you're supposed to do but it but no it's like this weird like hold to tap and time your attacks system once i figured it out i like the combat's okay it's just it wasn't what i was expecting oh that's interesting and what the only other mobile game that bethesda has is like the elder scrolls legend right the card game yeah i think they also have um fallout shelter fallout shelter yeah oh that's true i played fallout shelter i don't know why i asked that oops (laughs) oops Um, yeah i mean the game feels good like i i I think it's pretty clear bethesda can can do like a good mobile tie-in like fallout shelter is a is a good game and Blade so far seems like it's pretty good. Yeah, Fallout Shelter is pretty addicting. I, I think I got kind of dropped off. I like <laughs> level 70 or something like that, or 70 Jesus. dwellers. Damn. Well, yeah, it's weird to, like, if you haven't played it in a while, it's weird to load your, like, vault, and it's just stuffed to the brim with people, and it's very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's just my micromanagement basically so it's like the people that are really good at it. it's like oh hell yeah and i'm just like fuck it you guys could die fuck it i don't care all uh, of you guys could die. <laughs> you also get to uh you get to name your town uh you know this goes blades and william i'll give you one guess what i named my town uh, this uh bombo fargrove oh shit damn it well that would that, that okay that's good yeah, I'd I'd like to in, uh, go on these exploration adventures on my mobile as well, but goddamn Todd Howard won't send me an invite. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh. know. I'm I'm uh, curious uh. if there. I'm assuming no, but I'm curious if there will be any sort of multiplayer component to this game. And I think the only reason I started wondering that is because there is like y- you can't adjust your appearance. Yet oh. it's first person, so like I don't know why it matters, but like it it does it, it there is a uh, there there is a like a microtransaction thing, of course, because it is free to play. Um, so far, I've gotten like a like a generous amount of the like uh, what do you call it? like the premium currency just from like enemy drops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used some of those to talk to this dude to change my appearance because when I um when I first made my character, I like didn't notice a bunch of sliders. 
So like I kept hitting next and then before I knew it, my guy was just my guy. <laughs> and I hadn't gotten a chance to like adjust his like face and hair and stuff. And I was locked in until I until I got a chance to talk to this dude who would let me change my appearance. And then I started to think like I mean, this is the same thing with Skyrim. Like, why do I care what my dude looks like if I'm in first person? Mm -hmm. And yet I care anyway. I cared <laughs> enough to spend like some of the premium currency that I had acquired in order to change my appearance. I don't know. Huh. That's just how my brain is wired, I guess. And what are you playing this on? My like what, what iPhone. Kind of phone? Okay, gotcha. Fuck. What is it? 10XR? X, XR. I think it's an XR. Oh, nice. Boy, I have an iPhone 6. Wait, really? Boy. Yeah. Damn. I read that um, they created this game to be compatible with like iPhone 6 and onwards. Hmm. Or it might have been a version of the 6. I don't know how many versions of the 6 there were. I have the 6S, so maybe. Yeah, and I was Hopefully surprised by that, because I assumed, like, they would be optimizing it for the latest hardware and all that. Mm-hmm. It is, like, I, I kind of feel the same way I felt, like, when I first played Infinity Blade with, like, wow, this is, like, full 3D graphics in a mobile device, which is not all that surprising anymore, but like you hardly see game developers really take the time to 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 put something this involved on a mobile system, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh that's that's what I've taken away from the Elder Scrolls Blades so far. The Elder Scrolls Blades. Now they just need to put Skyrim on the phone. <laughs> I mean They might as well. Yeah. It's on everything else. I don't see why they can't either. I'm sure it could run on iPhone 10, right? You I, can? I bet you. I bet you they could do a port on that. And if not, in like five years, we'll get like an anniversary edition or something for like maybe maybe in six years or so we'll get like the fifteenth or the yeah the fifteenth anniversary for Skyrim. I mean, it's, it's on the Switch. I'm sure it could run on the fucking iPhone 10. <laughs> I mean. Depending on the specs of the iPhone compared to the Switch. I don't know. I just don't want them to release Skyrim on my fridge already. I'm waiting for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, should I talk about myself? Yeah. Just kidding. The games I've been playing. No, t tell us about all about yourself. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> There's nothing about myself except the games I play. I am oh. defined by the games I play. <laughs> I am a gamer, first and foremost. <laughs> Rise up. I've been up. playing Bayonetta. I was interested because I bought a Switch, and that's one of the few games on the Switch that have interested me, and I'm like, you know what? I can't play this game until I play the first one. So, I, lo and behold, on Steam, five bucks. So I was like, ooh, pick that game up. It is absolutely bizarre, but I love it. Dang. There's literally a scene in the game where she's like praying or something and then she goes through this portal and then these angels attack her and it like rips off her clothes. <laughs> like specifically on her ass, her upper body. That's how you know it's a Japanese game. <laughs> and, and like it's like just so subtle and I love it. It was so funny. 
And then it just started playing a weird, like, techno version of Fly Me to the Moon by Frank Sinatra. What? Jesus Christ. What the... Do you have a so link like, to this? Um, it's literally the first part of the game. Like, the first part when you're playing. <laughs> when it... <laughs> and then some dude, some black dude comes out with this, like, tattoo on his face. It looks like, I'm not even kidding, looks just like Mike Tyson. And he's wearing, like, <laughs> these glasses. He's like, Bayonetta! And I was like, what the fuck? And it's, it's just like this hack and slash game. Oh like, my god, this is like, like an anime intro version of Fly Me to the Moon. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, it was just so bizarre, but I, I'm having a lot of fun with it, not gonna lie. It's really fun. It's just like the bizarreness of it, and it actually, so far, has a decent storyline. Literally, the one bad thing about it is the voice acting, which, I mean, like, it's a Japanese old video game. So, I mean, during that time, nobody cared. We didn't have... It's part what? of the charm. Yeah, we didn't have The Last of Us or, like, you know, The Witcher 3. We had Sonic Heroes. We had... Um, what else? What are some nostalgia games from that time? That game came out in, what, 2000... This is 2000... What, 2007? I thought it was, like eight or was it or 2009? Nine? Something like that. Something around there. I don't know. I never played it. But what are some like good voice act games during that time? I can't. I mean, Halo 3, that would be one. I don't know um, that the year 2009 has anything to do with the quality of voice acting. I, probably I, not. I think no. maybe we're looking at a, a game like, that is made by a Japanese developer. And voice acting in those games is very different than in Western games. Well, yeah, that's true. And at the same time, like, I was just about to say Metal Gear Solid Five, And the voice acting in that is, like, comparable to this. Is the voice... Is Metal Gear Solid Five intentionally campy, though? Yeah, I'd say Metal the Metal Gear Solid series on the whole has, like, quite a large degree of, like, campiness to it. Okay. It takes mm -hmm. it's, it's, like... I'm not sure how I describe it, but it's like campiness <laughs> that takes itself seriously. But it's okay. very evidently like a bit off, like a bit strange and like there are little <laughs> bits of like Japanese humor. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's serious in, in its own world. It's serious. It's like when I was so the only Metal Gear game I've played is Metal Gear Solid 5. Really, I, I want to play the other ones and I'll get into them eventually. I bought Revengeance because I remember watching a YouTube video of a boss fight a long time ago, and it was so cool, and I bought it. Anyways, um, <laughs> I just, like, it was just similar, Bayonetta and that. And oh, wait a minute. So small. Revengeance is made by the same company that made Bayonetta. Oh! <laughs> I just realized that, yeah, because Revengeance is like well, a third-party Metal Gear title, and it's made yeah, by Platinum yeah, Games, has, and they made like Bayonetta, and now I'm just like, oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense, so then I guess that's the next game I'm going to play after Bayonetta, then. Damn, some <laughs> universe. Brain. I have both of them, and then I'll buy Bayonetta 2, and then we're good. They just need to port all the Metal Gear Solid games over to Steam. Who's it, Konami, right? Yeah, it's Konami. Please, Konami. Konami. I'll buy them all, please. Konami. Dude, they made... They're the same company that made Metal Gear Survive. Oh, so, I mean, Konami, no. I mean, no. I mean, they, they don't... They're gonna turn Metal Gear into a pinball game. That's that's their plan. Konami, but, please. Yeah, Bayonetta's fun. Um, I'm flying through that game. 
But at the same time, I'm also flying back through Dark Souls 2. Yeet. The... What everyone considers the inferior version of Dark Souls compared to all of them. But... I'm having fun with it. I got past all the gimmicky boss fights, I think, anyways. Um... I just I feel like the further I get into the game, the easier it gets, because you just summon 800 people to fight a boss with you, and then just sit back and just keep fighting bosses. I think in the span of yesterday and today, I beat like nine bosses. So Jesus, I'm very close to the end of the game, but it's so addicting. I can't wait to start Dark Souls three. I actually think I'm gonna stream Dark Souls three. I decided not to stream the Dark Souls series because I had no idea what I was doing. But now I feel like I have the confidence to just like fuck it and play through <laughs> three. I, well, I could never stream a Dark Souls game. I just yeah. I could not do that to myself. I've seen like smaller streamers do that that have never really played Dark Souls and I'm like, ooh. Because most of been. me playing Dark Souls is like seething at the mouth. <laughs> yeah. So this is bullshit. Turn into what the a fuck? Fucking rabid dog. <laughs> like, oh god, fucking god, the rats. God damn it, rats. Oh man. Just, I don't want to think of Dark Souls one. <laughs> I just I beat it. That's all I care about. I, I beat it. It's gone. It's in the past. Too many bad memories. Those are my first Dark Souls. <laughs> first introduction in the series. Oh, I was so close to throwing my controller. Anyways, Dark Souls 2. Good. It's fun. I like it. But I feel like Dark Souls 1 is just just a wee bit better in a little bit of a sense. And you guys are playing Dark Souls 1, so how are you guys enjoying that experience? Uh, it's neat to go back and, and replay through it because it's been a while because... I beat one, I got through two, played a few hours of six, I mean, six, holy Jesus, I'm from another dimension. I've played like, six wait, wait, wait. hours of Dark Souls 3, who Jesus. Executed by From Software. Uh, yeah, I played some of that, um, <laughs> and then I was like, I, you know, I kind of, I'll, I'll get around to this later, and then now I'm going back and playing one again, well now I'm playing the remaster, so now it's like, okay, I'll play this, and then I'll play through two again, and then I'll actually like, get into three and then or, i'll get into sekiro but or you guys it. could all skip over two and go to three with me and we could all start at the same time and play through with each other yeah huh possibly nah, three? I got, oh, nah i got i gotta nah. play uh, i play too i'm trying to fit bloodborne <laughs> in there too oh yeah Bug me Mr. oh do we can play through bloodborne together too i got it i got that too oh uh, hell yeah Damn, man, this is just William, you can just, software. You can just I'll buy a PS4. Get fucked. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll I'll listen I'll listen to the the Discord chat while you guys play and weep. <laughs> All right. I'll say fun uh, fact. Yes. I actually won a PS4. That's how I have it. I, w I won it in a raffle, which is kind of cool. So then I just like, all right, six. So I bought all the PS4 exclusives, and Bloodborne was actually one of the first ones I bought, and I've still to this day not even continued it. I am at the first boss. Why does the word raffle make me think of old people playing bingo? Because that's exactly what it was. No, I'm just kidding. It was just a graduation. Graduation. Raffle. What do we... Oh, wait, is that the raffle they do? Like, when you... Did we go to the same high school? What's going on here? Uh, I'm actually your father, Travis. <laughs> just kidding. What high school did you go um, to? 
I just went to Prosser. Oh. I guess it's like a graduate, a senior thing where it's like, all right, we'll have a raffle. You'll get some shit. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, okay, well, that's cool that you got a PS4 because I got coupons to an unopened barbecue place. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) fuck, dude. That's that's very, that's very Tri-Cities though. Like, come to our new place that just opened (laughs) and we have no It's just a marketing tool at that point. It's like, all right, you want to go to this new place because you graduated? But yeah, I, I think it just comes with small town because like there's less people, more money, you know. Some kid won a fridge <laughs> and a flat screen. Damn, goddamn, that's well, cool. Like a, so. like a full size fridge? Yes, a How full did he get size home? fridge. I don't you know. You got to plan that's... for that shit. You got to exactly. buy a He's truck. Like, you why did I not buy it? You got to rent a truck. <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do with this fridge? <laughs> it's like doesn't even fit. I don't know what I'd do with it. I'd sell it, honestly. Wow, this got way off topic. <laughs> All right, we should take a break. And how about when we come back from the break, we'll dig into some of the news that we heard about this week. Yeah. And we'll what the yell, fuck we'll are yell you going to do with the, the fridge? Put food I, in it? We'll talk about that after what? the break. We're back, and we're going to talk about some things that were announced this week. And I think we're going to start with Borderlands 3, because I hear that Caleb is excited about this. Uh, Gearbox What game? PAX, I've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, pa- well, why am I blanking on the conference? PAX, right? PAX, PAX East, right? Yeah, PAX East. Yeah, I'm, yeah I just blanked out. Um, yeah, Gearbox at PAX East announced um, not only Borderlands 3 with a trailer that we can talk about the trailer in a second but they also announced um some some uh some some okay so <laughs> there's a borderlands as in original borderlands game of the year edition and all three borderlands games so borderlands borderlands 2 and borderlands the pre-sequel are all getting ultra hd texture packs um and the uh borderlands game of the year edition on PC is rolling out as a free update next week, so I uh, I'm going to give that a shot. See oh, how yeah. they have upgraded the look of this game. Um, William and I played it a while back, and we kind of lost interest. I think uh, yeah. a, a little ways into the game. Um, I'm not. I don't really remember why we lost interest. I've always liked the look of Borderlands. Yeah, I like the you look it. and the like. Actually, getting into like gunplay and stuff was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But I felt Wait, like which Borderlands were you guys playing again? The Borderlands, the original. Yeah, just the the original. Oh yeah, that's so. The rough thing with that game is it's just like for when it came out, it was you know it was awesome. It was really cool. I don't remember many looter shooters during that time when it came out, right? I can't think of yeah. any really back they then. They usually say that Borderlands is like the OG loot shooter. Yeah, okay. and. That makes sense too, especially. So there's, you know, the procedurally generated guns. I don't remember what the system is called, but makes for like, you know, the billions of different types of guns. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And when I first played that game, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I literally played through it, I think, three times. Damn. The Borderlands one, the original one. And it was it was awesome. And my favorite so the story is actually genuinely good. I think it is. The characters are unique and interesting, and it's just always been that way in Borderlands. 
And I just remember when Borderlands 2 came out. Because the, the I'd say, like, revolutionary thing about Borderlands 2 was that it took everything from Borderlands 1 and made it better. And without jeopardizing anything else, it literally just improved on every single aspect of people's complaints about Borderlands 1. Mm-hmm. And this is a new IP, right? So it's like, it's what the... I'm trying to think of another game that has done something like that, but I really... Can you narrow down any specific aspects that you feel they improved between the two games? Um, I'd say the characters, okay. which is interesting too. The characters were already pretty interesting, number one. But in number two, they gave it more depth. The lore, especially. The lore okay, was that, really cool. One of my complaints, when I remember Borderlands, I think of the shooting and the guns. And I know a lot of the guns were like duplicates, but that's kind of like... With any like like a loot looter game like Diablo, yeah. you get a lot of cool loot, but a lot of it's like I don't really need this percentage boost. But one thing mm-hmm. I did not like about Borderlands was I felt like they're just the characters that were there. There like wasn't much to them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. So I, so it's neat to hear that Borderlands Two has more of that because I yeah I yeah never, exactly I never made it past and the first one. Yeah, that's the thing. So like for the time being, like when just imagine Borderlands by itself, no other game, not even Borderlands Two or anything like that. So it's brand new game, fresh, and for what it is and for what it gave during that time, it was awesome. But then a better version of that came out, which was Borderlands 2. The characters were awesome, and especially like um, Handsome Jack in Borderlands 2 is probably one of my favorite video game villains in general. So like, it goes from Borderlands 1, which you know you're just hunting for the vault, right? You're just hunting for the vault going through every 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 obstacle you can to find this vault to this this treasure borderlands 2 same kind of thing you're treasure hunters but now you actually have like this this villain that holds this corporation and it's just got a lot of depth to it and all the characters have depth to them and there's just like all these really interesting side missions and there's really interesting characters and the guns they don't feel like duplicates anymore they feel like unique to their own thing mm-hmm. and they just added so much more to it and the, it just feels meaningful everything you do in that game and i i love borderlands 2 so much it's yeah. one of my favorite games oh, yeah well like, i guess next week i'll have to start playing through borderlands 1 again and get through it because yeah I'd like, I'd like to play more of those games yeah yeah and like i actually as much as big of a Borderlands fan as I am, I actually have not beaten the pre-sequel. Oh. The yeah, which is interesting. Um, and also Tales of the Borderlands, which I've heard is really good. So um, yeah, um, I'm, I want to jump. I, I, I'm interested those. to see if this third Borderlands game or fourth Borderlands game, I guess, will build on the formula in any sort of meaningful way because from the trailer it just kind of looks like another borderlands game which is what people have been wanting it seems like but uh the trailer was weird um (laughs) it was it has this like campy sax solo art style type thing that they do where they 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 have these like tongue-in-cheek uh like text slides you know but okay but okay to be fair borderlands is 
very tongue in, tongue in cheek though. Right, right. Like, but in this trailer, so it, it like it, it doesn't come off super effective. It's 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 edited in a way that you just see a lot of action stuff back to back, and it, I believe the trailer goes on for around three minutes or a little over three minutes, which in my opinion is too long for a game trailer. Um, but it it failed to have any like 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 lasting emotional impact on me whatsoever i think not my favorite parts legs. of the n- n- no no not <laughs> Dude, at all. i just felt like an unearned what? joke brick sack solo the, you didn't like that? the trailer no it was like it was too oh. long my favorite parts of the trailer were seen like the scenic shots of like yes uh, okay, of, of that, like scenery actually... and like how how like lighting is of like interacting with buildings and stuff because it's re- I think that art style is really cool and I really like the art direction in Borderlands and it was cool to see it in this like modern graphic style where everything's rendered out in 4K and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so, as a Borderlands connoisseur, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so my favorite thing about Borderlands is its replayability and its like I said, it's environments and stuff, but one of my one gripe I had of Borderlands 2 is it didn't have a lot of environments. Hmm. A lot of different environments. So, a lot of people were like, I don't want to spoil Borderlands 2 for you guys, because I don't think you guys have played through it, have you? No. Mm-mm. Ah, damn. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, so, there's a lot of... You're still on Pandora in Borderlands 2. Right. Compared to Borderlands One, so Port Pandora is you know the the treasure planet, whatever, and you gotta find those treasure vaults. <laughs> yeah, but um, the big thing is it's like this big, vast, empty desert. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily empty, but it's just like we've seen it in Borderlands One and Two. So mm-hmm. what I saw in the trailer was I saw city environments. Yeah, like I saw. Um, swamp environments, forest environments, Hell and yeah, that Shrek. alone, that alone got me so excited because, like, that's one thing I wanted, I want in the next Borderlands, and I saw visually that it's gonna be there. Like, I don't know what it's gonna be like, but I mean, they they wouldn't show in the trailer if that's not, and I'm sure they get a lot of, you know, hey, we want this in Borderlands three, and they're pretty good about their community, I'd say. So. As long as they, you know, touch up on the gun system, even just like how they did with Borderlands 1 compared to Borderlands 2, if they do that same thing, but more in Borderlands 3, new environments, new characters, good story, great looter shooter. I'm excited about it. Cool. That's all I'm going to say. So. All right. Uh, So PlayStation did a a playstation direct i don't remember the names of these fucking things xbox did one uh now playstation has done one state of play state of play i even wrote it in the doc i was staring at it and i couldn't remember the name (laughs) of it It it's like my brain forgot how to read so a lot of their announcements were vr games and they started off with uh, a a reveal trailer for an iron man vr game and i am curious to see whether this is like a fully fledged game or if it's just another one of those like you know vr vignettes that they they toss around vr experience uh it was unclear it's called iron man vr so i mean i feel like it could go either way it wasn't called the iron man vr experience it was just called iron man vr so until there's more info on that i i don't know what to think of that um it feels like games like that that are based around a very specific idea have tended to be like shorter 
VR experience type games that are like priced weirdly high for something that kind of amounts to just a tech demo, <laughs> in my opinion. But um, it was interesting to see all of these VR focused announcements and like PlayStation, I guess, is is still trying to push their PlayStation VR. But a lot of these games like No Man's Sky are also on PC. And so I'm excited to eventually get to try out No Man's Sky VR. It sounds like the VR component is the second part of this big No Man's Sky three-part update coming this summer that they teased. Yeah. The, the first part of the update was an an MMO-like um, multiplayer compatibility where you can get a lot of people in the same space. Um, and the second part of, of, of their update tease is now this VR integration, which looks hyped. really neat. I'm hyped. I, uh... VR, I, I've always felt like is really, is, it feels like the, the natural application is to do like flight games and stuff because that's a situation where you're physically in the right space. You're sitting in a chair and you are navigating in VR, whereas like Skyrim VR, you're walking around and it's not natural. It is yeah. not a natural feeling. Like by having a cockpit, there's like, like, yeah, with a game where you kind of walk around, a lot of people will get motion sick. And I initially did with, like, that in mm -hmm. VR because it's cool. Yeah, I can see through my headset. This is really neat. My hands are here. But when I move, I know my character should be walking, but my body is, like, freaking out over the fact that I'm just gliding around with no sense of, like, <laughs> momentum. Yeah. Whereas with, like, a cockpit game, you can be going at, like, insane speeds and doing neat tricks. And you might feel a bit funny, but it's not bad because... In the game, you can see you are sitting in a cockpit, right? And that's what you're doing. So, and in real life, you are sitting, so your body's like, "This is a bit weird," but I guess on the whole, it's fine. And yeah, Adam, um, so we need more space, like VR games with ships and flying. I actually don't have VR. Um, what would you guys recommend? PlayStation VR or Oculus? Um, well, PlayStation has like a lot of exclusives, don't they? And it's. Mm -hmm cheaper as well i think i don't know i've never tried playstation vr i would say like oculus or some sort of pc headset if you've got a, yeah if you've got a computer powerful enough for it but at the same time oh, yeah i don't know i've never tried psvr and it's cheaper and it seems to be doing well so it's probably pretty good hmm. yeah especially after this uh string of of games that they've announced or given updates on um Another one that I thought looked cool, it was Five Nights at Freddy's VR. Oh yeah! And I've never had any interest in a Five Nights at Freddy's game. Like I get the, I I think I get the idea. Like you you look at these. Yeah, I know, I, I know. It's like people people love this game, and I'm like, I don't, I don't I don't care. There's like a scary bear. I don't I don't give a shit. Like, I don't give a shit about a bear. <laughs> no, the, the closest thing to Five Nights at Freddy I've played weirdly is Rainbow Six. The only simul similarities is the camera system. I'm sorry, oh, what? Like, Rainbow, Ra like Tom that's Clancy? A, that's an infinitely, that is barely a connection, but I see I what know, you're right? I'm not seeing a connection. Said, you say well, Rainbow so Six uh, Siege. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Security cameras, and you can flip oh, through them to like... Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know that, I'm pretty sure that's actually where they got their, like, um, inspiration for that. But, I mean, that's the closest thing. <laughs> I'm saying. But again, I feel like this is a very natural application of VR because 
my understanding was Five Nights at Freddy's is a game where you, I believe you're seated and yeah. you're like, you're in a fixed position. It's not like a exploration game. Um, you're in a fixed position looking at cameras. I, I believe I probably shouldn't yeah. say things when I don't know too much about the game, but that was my, all, yeah. that was my I interpretation. Know stuff least. about Five Nights at Freddy's like one. That's it. I, I don't know about the sequels or anything. Right. Yeah, I, like... I believe they said that all of the, or, or like the main entries in the series were going to be included in this VR as well as oh. like a brand new Five Nights at Freddy's VR. That would mean that they're like all getting remade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's neat. I it hope it comes neat. to PC. I'd, I'd be willing to give that a shot. I have no interest in Five Nights at Freddy's, but I'm down to get spooked in VR. Yeah, uh, a, lot of these, a, lot, a lot of these announcements, I have no idea uh, whether or not they're also on PC. Um, I think there, there was a really um, cool game they uh they revealed with a really uh a really intense uh story trailer called um concrete genie and i believe that's a ps4 exclusive yeah Um, i believe that one is yeah this this trailer shows that you uh you're this boy who lives in like a like a scummy town and he's bullied and stuff and it looks like he has an outlet in like this sort of like Aha, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, like magical realism, uh, type, like painting thing where he can, he has this, like, s- some sort of paintbrush thing where he can paint these creatures on walls and stuff, and they will, like, follow him around and tell him to, like, go paint more creatures or something. I don't <laughs> so know. Like, it sounds is, like is the it gameplay. The blue Will Smith but... genie? <laughs> I, I fucking hope not, dude. That guy scares uh, dude, the hell I would, out of me. That's the that's the only selling point for me. I'm just saying right now. Excuse me, so sir. Does this game listening. have Will Smith genie? No. All right. No, I'm not interested. Nah. <laughs> no, thank you. Go to a sir, this is the Witcher Three. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um. Yeah. Those were kind of the aside from those uh, games. They also gave some updates on Days Gone. And uh, oh, and then they did a, a Mortal Kombat uh, update. With some new characters, I don't know how to feel about Days Gone though, because like is it the it, is it the zombie game? Yeah, it's the yeah. zombie oh, okay, game. Okay, I okay. think it takes place somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it kind of okay. has a kind of has a uh, like a grounded The Last of Us looking tone, but also you overwhelming know, it, amount. Of yeah, space. yeah, like it, it looks like there's there's kind of a lot going on with characters and their like narrative arcs and oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's so weird though because like I saw a trailer of um, the Daisy or not Daisy um, wow what is that called World War Z yeah oh, okay. oh yeah the World War Z game I yeah. saw the I saw a trailer of World War Z and I legitimately thought it was Days Gone when I was watching it I was like oh this is a new Days Gone thing and then I saw the end it was like World War Z and they're like coming out the same like so I think it's coming out a week before Days Gone so that's so weird because like essentially like. Both games just have like overwhelming amount, like mountains of fucking zombies, yeah. Or whatever they're called in those universes. I'm kind of interested in uh, World War Z. I don't know. It just looks like a neat co-op zombie shooter. Honestly, I looked at gameplay though. There was a little bit of gameplay that I saw, and it just it doesn't look. It's kind of boring, kind of just like soulless a little or something like that. Or... <laughs> yeah, it, it looks right. like a generic zombie shooter, Damn. and I'm like, okay, that passed the fucking fad so long ago yeah i don't know like, it looks kind of like the division like you're these dudes you're in an apocalyptic yeah, world weird. you've got guns and you can like run around and collect stuff and it's very like 
Ubisoft stylized. You've got waypoints all over the place. You've got this world you can run around in. Um, it it doesn't it looks, look like it has a whole ton of depth to it. Yeah. Um. I also am judging a game that hasn't come out yet. So that's like, that's what that's what we do here. Well, yeah. True. <laughs> it really does look like the division, though. You're right on that. But at the same time, it looks like it just looks so cheap for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it maybe, looks. I think it's the animations that look a little janky. Yeah, it's the movement, the animation. Your characters literally look like they're like hopping around. And maybe it's just the beanie that looks like the division. <laughs> just guys with beanies and backpacks shooting guys. Oh man, what's up, guys? But, Can we get a Left 4 Dead three? <laughs> back for blood. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! Forgot about that. Can't wait. But. I don't know. Um, what is that? I already forgot the name of the game. Fucking that we were literally just talking about. Um, PlayStation exclusive zombie game, not Last of Us. Uh, Days, uh, Days Gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like when I look at both of them, they well, I mean they look significantly different though, which is good because the only similarity it looks like is just the overwhelming amount of zombies. But Days Gone actually looks really cool. He plays an awesome motorcycle guy that looks Whoa. just like James Franco. That's the comparison that I've been thinking about for a long time. And I totally, like, I was just remember thinking, I was like, this guy looks so familiar. Who does he look like? It's fucking James Franco. That's what it is. But I don't, it looks, it looks cool though. I don't know how to feel. I hope it doesn't suck. I really hope it doesn't. Because then I won't want to play it. I've already spent $60. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Kidding. So uh, and last uh, big game announcement from this week, uh, Apple did, I don't know what that thing is. They do their keynote like every fucking quarter, yeah, half a year. Like, I don't yeah, know. I don't pay thing. attention to that thing. It bores the shit out of me. It's like, hey, we got this new <laughs> fuck thing you can put in your pocket. I don't give a heck. Uh, but they announced a new service called Apple Arcade, which is a mobile gaming uh, subscription service. And the idea behind Apple Arcade is that they, they didn't announce pricing, but I, I assume the idea is that by, by paying some sort of monthly subscription, you gain unlimited access to a curated collection of games that are all intended to be, like, quality experiences. So not the free-to-play garbage that is in the App Store with microtransactions and stuff. These are games like Alto's Odyssey or like Florence, games that have story games that do not contain games that don't want your games that don't try to pull money out of you games that are there purely for the enjoyment of of the game and and money what I'm just kidding no just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a neat concept and i'm curious to see what types of games they will uh include in here i believe that the creators of of alto's adventure and the creators of florence are are both like on board with this project so i don't know if that means they're developing new games for the system or what or if that just means their existing games will be available there and that's it but uh there's also a th th there was also some buzz that like maybe apple would be paying developers based on how long people play their games 
which now we're getting into that weird realm of like Spotify where artists receive money based on how long people spend streaming their songs and they get like bonuses for when people do like a complete play of a song which has led to over the past like half decade or so has led to a uh a, a, like a big drop off in the length of songs there are a lot more songs nowadays that are sub three minutes than there ever used to be and it's because artists are trying to make sure that people play their songs fully so that they get play or so that they get the uh so that they get the money for complete plays uh weird transformation of like how pop music is released there's a there's a piece uh called where the fuck did, where did it go i have so many tabs open there's a piece by uh there's a piece on quartzy there's a piece on quartzy about why pop songs nowadays are a lot shorter and it talks all about this connection to spotify and stuff but then in the case of this apple streaming service i that makes me curious if like people who are developing for this platform are going to feel incentivized to make games that take longer to play and i don't i i wonder if that means we're going to see a decreasing quality of the games because they'll be like designed to keep you in them as long as possible without necessarily maintaining a high standard of quality which sounds like it would kind of go against the core value of this service that they are promoting um but that that may or may not be the case they just that was a rumor that i heard um mm -hmm. but regardless it the, i there's it's 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 an interesting concept to see that apple is becoming aware i guess or, or becoming openly aware and and being able to admit that a, a lot of the games people play on their on their service are not great experiences like it's it's weird to hear them say like basically saying like hey like like candy crush has a bunch of microtransactions that's not a great game but come well, you come yeah. to come to apple uh, arcade where we'll 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 curate a bunch of quality games for you not like that <laughs> we won't shovel garbage. shit towards you yeah 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 candy crush 2 <laughs> I'm interested to, I mean, I have no interest in, like, taking, you know, I, I don't really do use any Apple products anymore, but mm -hmm. I don't know, it's, it's interesting that a lot of people are now coming out with more and more gaming-related things. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is no, this is nothing like Google Stadia, but what I mean, what I mean is there's more of, like, there's more gaming-related, like, services and things coming out from all these different companies now, and it's, it's interesting. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I feel like, I, I, yeah, I feel like in a lot of cases, like, um, here, I'll, I'll give you one example. When, um, when the, uh, like, when Daybreak was trying to figure out what to do with, like, the H1Z1 Pro League and, and the game itself, there were, they, they managed to get some guy to, he, he's some sort of, he's just some rich person. He owns the LA Times. Um, and he was able to like swoop in and like buy Daybreak or something. And there was an interview about it. Or did he buy Daybreak? I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, he, but I believe he like bought a large portion of Daybreak, uh, mm -hmm. or something like that. But he, like, when he talked about why he was doing this, he basically said like, I'm rich and I like want to do games stuff like it was very clear that he didn't know anything about video games but that he was able to like 
clue in on the fact that video games are just becoming bigger by the year and that he wanted to have like a piece of that so well, they're it, money makers yeah it's they're, it's they're, it's, they're... it's weird to just see all of these like people and like faceless corporations and stuff all trying to cash in on games which are inherently like an art form or they like they used to be at funny. least yeah and so all these corporations are kind of coming into the gaming scene because they're like oh shit this is the this is the one form of media that makes the most money. Like, you could say with confidence that gaming is the money maker of the media sources. Basically, not a because, financial analyst, so I can't say that. Well, I'm saying that because um, <laughs> comparing it to movies, comparing it to books, comparing it to TV shows. Right. And what makes their money back, right? GTA 5 still makes money. Mm-hmm. it's made like what five billion dollars you don't really need to be a financial analyst to kind of understand you know video gaming is the biggest source of income for media in general and um for media in general not not media i would i shouldn't say media but like from like entertainment because it has microtransactions, first of all, replayability. Like, what are you going to do? Buy a movie five times, rewatch it five times? Like, sure, you could do that, but um, just in a sense of like monetization and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, for like make... generating a continuous stream, like games. Yes, exactly. Do that where mm-hmm. movies don't really have that like, much of a life for that. The, the one comparable thing is like, you know, the movie, um, like things like Netflix and Hulu streaming sites. Yeah, but now they're starting up with, like, video game streaming, so that's going to be irrelevant. Well, not in the sense of, like, you know, obviously people are going to be watching movies, but I'm talking about, like, in um, revenue. But um, the biggest thing is, like, all these corporations are saying, like, oh, shit, and, like, finally realizing that, wow, video games make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. Fortnite, one year. How much did it make? Like two billion or something like that? I'm pulling this number off the top of my head. I don't remember what exactly it did make, but it made a lot of money. And people are now realizing that, like, oh, people spend money digitally on, you know, cosmetics and stuff like that. People are willing to give out money. For example, I gave out money to Apex because I liked it. I like Apex a lot. It's a free game, and I gave out money to it. I'm sure that game is doing absolutely fantastic. In regards to like microtransactions and such, mm-hmm. but these big corporations, for example, the guy that bought out the H1Z1 franchise, they see that these that people have a gigantic interest in it, and it's making its way into pop culture even more than it did in the past and stuff. Like you know, back in the day, people thought video games sometimes I I, I shouldn't be talking for like all of the 80s and 90s and stuff, but you know, nerd culture like stuff like that, and now it's becoming this like worldwide phenomenon like it's it's starting to be like no no matter if you're like a casual gamer or like a you know super competitive gamer like essentially everyone games in some way you know what i mean and it's a huge way to make money it's a huge way to make revenue and consistent revenue which is the big thing yeah i i'm interested to see if apple has people on this project that are actually like uh that do actually care about the quality of these games or if it's just another way for them to 
try to get money out of people. The another another thing that is interesting in the gaming community too is um just the consumers in general. Like I'd say gamers have the most like picky source of like um what they like and stuff and compared to, you know, um other forms of media and stuff and a lot of the times I'm going to clarify what that means for <laughs> just to <laughs> kind of say that right now. Um, a lot of the times, like, you know, again, back to the H1Z1 guy that bought it out, not knowing means they had this idea like, oh, I'm going to do this and this is going to work. It never works because, you know, if X amount of people don't like this game, everyone will just be like, no, I'm not going to play the same. I'm not going to buy it. It's broken. It's literally just a microtransaction festival. Like, some cases, you'll grab people, you know, Candy Crush. You know what I mean? But it's like, gamers are interesting because if they see, like, that whoever made this game doesn't care about the game that they made, they're not going to buy it. Like, for example, a good example, I'd say, is Anthem. Um, Anthem is... It's in a weird state right now because... A lot of, it's still like not working very well for a lot of people from what I've heard and read and it's still just like empty and just wants so much money and so like all these microtransactions in it and people even the even the anthem like defenders <laughs> I should say are like starting to realize that oh maybe this corporation maybe this developer doesn't really care about this game actually so why would I want to play it anymore, you know? And I could see that happening a lot, especially with all these new um these new companies jumping onto the the gaming industry bandwagon. I like money. <laughs> Mr. Krabs 2019 with his new streaming service. Money is Mr. Krabs' precious item, and there's someone else who has a very precious item is also getting uh, on the game bandwagon. Or the game train. What? Um, my precious Golem! Yup. <laughs> I there we forgot. Go. I my forgot precious. I almost skipped to this. I was gonna get straight to the last Jesus okay. Christ. Yeah. Oh my can God. anyone give a good Golem, Golem voice? Golem. What does this mean? I I don't know. Apparently Golem's gonna get a game from uh Data Yeah, but what the hell does that mean? We're gonna see Gollum fuck. I don't know. Is this like a? Is this <laughs> that like sounds a, like. So is this like a Telltale style game? Is it like? Probably. Gollum will That's remember the only thing that. I could think of. Would you really want to play like an action RPG as Gollum though? No, I do, that's I why Gollum has no way, there's no way to translate the character Gollum into an action game. That's why I think it's some sort of like Telltale style story game. But who uh, really wants Gollum's story? I, I don't know. Nobody. It would have to be about Gollum One before guy. he like became the weird creature, right? When he was Smeagol or whatever? Yeah. Oh, man. It's probably like Tolkien's like great great grand kid. Did anyone like, oh, did Gollum. anyone summarize what we're talking about? I think I heard William say something. Uh, if not, so, if if not, I'll just go into this real fast. Uh, oh, I, I said um, is... it was announced that Data Lake Entertainment okay, was going okay, to like, cool. yeah, they were gonna like make a Gollum game, and right. it's like okay, they're most of the games they've made have either been like point and click adventures mm -hmm. or Telltale esque point and click adventures, so mainly point and click. 
Um, at least that's their their big adventure games. Like they've done this these games called the Deponia games. Yes. That I really like. They did a um, really cool adaption of um, Pillars of the Earth, which I own, but I haven't played much of. Um, but yeah, apparently they're doing a Gollum game, <laughs> which okay, we're gonna see Gollum's story. I I don't. It's gonna be a point and click game. Like I think one interesting thing to take away is that this is a Lord of the Rings game being done by Didalic. Yeah. When what didn't it used to be just like Warner Brothers had had the rights to do Lord yeah. of the Rings games? I, that's what I thought. And then we saw another interesting thing a couple weeks ago at the Nintendo Direct. They announced that uh, the creators of Crypt of the Necro Dancer, which who who are a, an an indie game studio, and I feel bad I can't remember the name of them off the top of my head, but um, they are working on a Legend of Zelda game, or at least it's like a Crypt of the Necro Dancer spinoff or like sequel, but it it like takes place in Hyrule and it uses the Zelda license and it uses Zelda characters. Hmm. So I'm it's a curious weird time in for these, license games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I'm curious in these two very separate instances what the thought process was behind <laughs> these big corporations allowing these smaller companies to make games out of their uh what? Like the very valued uh properties, very valued IPs in Zelda the case of Zelda, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't. I think it's a good thing, though. It seems like it's it's a good thing that they're kind of being able to let loose and let some other people. Because this is something people have been asking for for a long time. Like you always hear, like, yeah, I'd love to see like the X studio do a version of this thing, but they'll never get the chance to. And and now we're starting to see some of that manifest. Yeah, huh. and I mean. The worst that could happen is we get a game that's like bad and people go, well, that was a mistake. But if you sure. get a good game, those good ideas could blend into the other to like the main series itself. I mean, yeah, it's it's neat to have more of these kind of licensed out games so we can get all sorts of different types of things. And this is like a beloved IP. Right. If, if that includes, you know, Gollum the game. <laughs> but... Gollum the game. Oh, man. I mean, they have so many cool characters they could have made a game off of. And they choose. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I feel um, like I'm criticizing too hard. Maybe it's going to be an awesome. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know anything about it except that that Daedalic Entertainment's making a Gollum game. So it's just it's so weird though, because it's like a character. Like, yeah, he's iconic to the Lord of the Rings series, but it's like, do you would you want to go out of your way to play as Gollum? You know uh, what I but mean? But see, I don't know what the game is like. Maybe it'll have like Gollum say "fuck" and weird like <laughs> guns and like do some weird shit. I'd love to play. Want that. Legolas? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, we'll have to wait and see what the Gollum game will have in it's store. <laughs> Just like fucking like the worst iteration of Lord of the Rings. It's like modern day. It'll be a three D oh, platformer. God. It'll be Shadow the Hedgehog, but with Gollum, and he'll have guns. And he'll say "fuck." <laughs> Gotta go to Shire. Then he just like runs around. I can like, already picture mm-hmm. Sonic style stages in various Lord of the Rings. Instead like, of like Green Hill Zone, it's like Plains of Rohan or something. Helm's Deep. Minister. Oh, you could do you do some cool platforming in a Minister. I can't imagine Gollum double jumping. I can just do the Sonic like curl up and poof. The only game I've ever seen Gollum in is Shadow of Mordor. That's it. 
What? This golem's you remember. in Shadow of Mordor. He doesn't do a you fucking just, you thing. Just see him. Just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He just is. Yeah. He's just like. Ranger. No, no, no. You, <laughs> and then you follow him, and he's he's useless. He's just there. You do because, a side quest for him, I think. <laughs> or in Shadow of War, he keeps showing up, and he's like, Cam Ranger, follow me. And then you follow him. And it's like so boring. He's like, he's well, useless. They literally put him in the game just because he's like, you know, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they needed more connections to Lord of the Rings. So they were like, uh, uh, you know Gollum? You like Gollum? Well, here he is. He, yeah. Would Gollum. you like to follow Gollum for 15 minutes? Here you go. Oh, no. But yeah, I mean, that's. We don't know much about the Gollum game, but that's, you know, we're left with just speculation for the time being. Gollum's actually a fucking, like, Badass character and just like assassin, just fucking assassin Creed, Creed Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> if Gollum has a gun, I'll buy it. Otherwise, oh yes, no, that's a good selling point. Yeah, otherwise it's, like, it's up Gollum to, is like, back the and trailer he's ready to take and revenge and stuff. But if there's a gun, I'll buy it without even a second thought. The the game is called Gollum says fuck. The game is called Gollum's got a gun. <laughs> it's rated AO. Gollum's got a gun and doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's playing like NWA in the background with an explosion going. He rides up into so the Shire awesome. and says, "Filthy little hobbits!" and he shoots hobbits. It's <laughs> just like a shooting gallery game. Hell yeah! All right, uh, cool. So last piece of news I threw on here earlier today because uh, it uh, just 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 came out this evening that that Shirley Curry. Otherwise known as the uh, the Skyrim grandma, the beloved Skyrim grandma, uh, she'll she'll be featured in the Elder Scrolls Six as an NPC, which is as a cool. Not only character. is it a cool story, but it's also I think the only thing we've heard about <laughs> the Elder Scrolls Six since the announcement. <laughs> but yeah, Shirley Shirley Curry. Uh, a lot of a lot of people have done like news reports on her that are all to to, to the tune of. This is this is an eighty-two-year-old woman, and she she has so many, fa you know, um, grandma gamer. But yeah, no, her her. I first heard about her channel when like it first went viral all of those years ago, and she has continued making like it feels like she like releases a video a day or something. Jesus. And this she has so many people who just follow her and and love her and her video her 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 let's play videos of Skyrim are just. They're they're very wholesome. I should ask her to play Bayonetta. She'd be like, "Hey, can you play Bayonetta, please?" <laughs> oh man, I don't want to ruin that wholesomeness. Uh but... we got to see some some images of like three D scans of her that they oh, that they've yeah. taken. For... That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to like. I'm I'm wondering how much that they they've got ready to show. Oh for, yeah, like, yeah. Their next Elder that's Scrolls. it. Because <laughs> it's just her. the E three announcement is just this woman's full body scan. <laughs> they're just like they're they're actually scanning her at E three. Like check this out, three D motion. Here she is, scanning ladies and gentlemen, live on stage. And then it goes wrong. I feel like Bethesda in both Fallout and the Elder Scrolls series, they haven't been afraid of doing like self referential things and like fourth yeah. wall breaking things even if they're just like easter eggs or like an offhand mention in a quest or something so mm -hmm. i'm sure there will be some of that here with with shirley and 
wh whatever lore there is based on because i know that she does like her own kind of like uh role-playing interpretations of stuff i always see some of her, her i always see videos uploaded by her on on youtube that are called like the dead eye gang part like 67 or whatever <laughs> i i haven't watched a ton of them but i she's got like, like red she's dead? got like some some companions and stuff and i i believe she calls them the dead eye oh. gang or whatever so there's kind of like that sort of lore stuff that she's built within her community and i i would imagine that bethesda might might nod to some of that oh with hey in this installment uh, this might be of interest to you travis because i know you were interested in that game east shade east shade Ah, uh, yes, the uh, painting game. Yes, well, uh, 18 hours ago, Shirley Curry uploaded an East Shade hour-long video. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. She's got, she's covering all sorts of neat games. Huh. Yeah, I, I imagine that she probably dabbled in some other games, and I think she overwhelmingly just does Skyrim. Yeah. Dang. It'd be neat to see her in the game. I hope when you meet her character, she says, hello. Please help. I am trapped in the virtual realm. <laughs> I need your assistance. And that's the storyline. That's, that's the main quest. I'm in Elder oh, Scrolls you 6. have to get her out of the story so that she can go back to making her content videos. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you're like, what the fuck was this, Bethesda? What the fuck? This is Skyrim. This is not Skyrim. This is Skyrim 2. You Skyrim 2? Let's go. Oh, man. Oh no, I couldn't do it. If I, if that was the game, like if I purchased that for sixty dollars and that was the game, oh man. What I'd Skyrim two? No, no, it's just an old lady trying to get out of virtual. Uh oh. Room. <laughs> That's all they have written. They're like, "Fuck, we can't think of anything." Hell yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's all I have here under news. Yeah. Good old Grandma Skyrim. Grandma Elder Scrolls. Um, God bless. Yeah, basically. What? Have, oh, what, um, what's your favorite color? Quick, kind of off-topic, maybe additional discussion here. Um, Valve has pretty much announced that they're releasing a VR headset. Oh, what? Yeah, I, I knew huh? this might be of interest to you because I think it was not that long ago, but it was just today. They released an image. They are going to be doing a VR headset. Um. Okay, that's really weird because like just a couple weeks ago they laid off a bunch of people working on VR. Yeah. Or did they? It, yeah, I don't know. I think it was hardware stuff that maybe they had already finished what they were. So doing they just or laid them off after they like finished what they were working. Jesus. I have no clue. It's called like Valve Index, and it'll be coming out in May. What? That's the name they came up with? Uh, yeah, because you can put it on your shelf and index it. I guess. We oh know God. nothing much that about it. That has to be the he worst product name I've ever heard. <laughs> Oculus Rift, the HTC Vive. The Valve Index. Index. Hey, I like games. Index. I'm gay, but um, please buy my shit. People are saying it might have a wider field of view, like 135 degree field of view, as opposed to like the 110, I think, of the Rift and Vive. I could be wrong. 136. Oh. Um... <laughs> It might have the neat knuckles motion controllers that like track each of your fingers. Um, although that, that's not quite known, and we don't know if it does like sensor tracking from like little base base stations or something that you would like put in the corners of your room, or if it has inside out tracking. I mean, we know pretty much nothing about it except that they revealed like an image of like the par part of the headset. So we know nothing until May or until they announce some more 
details, but apparently, yeah, Valve is going to have their own VR headset. That'd be interesting. I hope it's cheap. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wonder what the price would be because apparently the, Valve is working on some like... VR games and is interested in getting VR out there, and they make so much yeah. money. I wouldn't be surprised if they like subsidized the cost of the headset to get people to like buy their headset. Wasn't Valve's nice. thing with VR like directly tied to HTC? Like weren't they weren't they directly trying to sell Vive over Oculus? Yes, um, because Valve's VR work was going to, was being manufactured through a, like by HTC for an HTC headset. So is this so like completely cutting the cord with HTC? Uh, I don't know. I think this is the Valve's first party thing, but they still like have their partnership with HTC as far as I can tell. Hmm. But I, I would probably assume it was like them cutting the cord because I can't imagine somebody going, hmm, should I get the Valve Yeah, I mean, they, they, they can't HTC? be like, there's going to be a, like, there's probably a price difference and they can't be saying like, buy, here's the HTC Vive and then here's the Valve Index and it's like, not as powerful but it's like another option that like that's not something that they would be able that's not marketable yeah so i mean i mean i, yeah, I don't know much about like valve's actual vr development and i'm very interested to see what the index is i don't know i'm i'm, I'm interested in it i've already got a vr headset and i don't have the cash to drop on just another but right. i'm very excited to see like these new developments and stuff now that we figured out what my ipd was i know i know i can get a rift <laughs> Hell yeah. A Rift S. After I incorrectly measured it at 69 inches. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know that you're like... I mean, it's very obvious in retrospect, but I didn't realize that when you like have both your eyes open, you don't have the same depth perception to measure the fucking distance between your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, yeah, when you first said like 69 like, millimeters or something, I was like... At first I was like, oh, okay. And then I thought... Well, wait a second. Mine is like. And then I looked at the graph with the like, median, and it was like way on the high end. I was like, "What? My eyes can't be that wide apart." <laughs> wait a second. Throwing up. Uh, but maybe, maybe when that comes out, then I'll be have interest in VR and actually buying it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. That will like be a good competitor taking people back from. You know, the other game stores, especially if they have the exclusives on there. You know what I mean? Like, Steam has that, and then also the exclusives and VR, or and exclusive <laughs> VR. What is yeah. this? Yeah. Huh? Oh, I just saw this image you put in the chat of, of oh, Shirley yeah. Curry she's, and, she's in Iron in Armor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you guys are wondering what I said in... The Josh Brolin pooping. Yeah, what is this additional discussion? Yeah, Josh I see you resolved in my comment. <laughs> it's, I didn't mean to do that. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was funny because Josh Brolin like, posted a reaction video to everyone talking about Ant-Man jumping up Thanos' ass. And he was just like, he's preparing by taking a shit and he put it on Instagram. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. Also, the Russo brothers posted a Ant-Man going up Thanos' ass meme <laughs> as their Damn. as their profile picture. If you guys want to go oh, check that no. out, it's um, all but confirmed. Yeah, so I just liked how I just love how they're embracing it. It's just so funny because they're like, "Well, fuck, we can't do anything about it." So, and then Josh Brolin just always coming in with, dude. It was so funny. Josh Brolin posted a picture of like 
Thanos's bare ass on his Instagram one time, and that was just like peak Instagram, peak social media right there. We got Thanos just fucking wiping out fifty percent of the universe, butt ass naked. Oh man, we live in a crazy timeline, you guys. There's a Vox article where Allegra Frank looks into the comics and like how Thanos is fought in the comics and applies Thanos it to the Ant-Man goes in Thanos's ass theory. Um, she looks at like a hero who like went into Thanos's brain or something, and this is like as close as she was able to get to anything similar. That's so funny. Oh, Thanos copter. Man, it'd be funny seeing Thanos in a fucking helicopter, like laughing as I get the ones burning. Oh, man. You guys know Thanos copter, right? No, I was going to yeah. ask is this another part of the meme or is this He's separate? He's got a vehicle no. in like the comics. Oh, or no. It, oh. Yeah, it's it's part of like the OG comics. Thanos had a helicopter. Oh, okay. Did he and like fly a... the helicopter? <laughs> yes. Oh. And there's also Why does he a... need that? He has the Infinity Gauntlet. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's got a helicopter. But there's also a I just I never actually read the comic, but like I just saw a small comic portion where like Thanos is getting arrested. <laughs> oh no. Could you imagine like at the end of the day they're like, We got you, Thanos, you're going to jail. And then like <laughs> the police like, game over arrest Thanos. <laughs> Get in the car, like cops just fucking put him in the back seat and just shut the door. Oh man. That's the true ending to Infinity War. That's or to Endgame. That's the true ending. Okay, oh, from a from a realistic perspective, and based on the fact that we have seen Marvel do some very humorous things with Thor Ragnarok and uh, with I don't want to spoil anything, but with Captain Marvel, um, mm -hmm. what do you think the actual chances are that Ant Man? will go inside Thanos and explode him. There's there's, there's no way. There is absolutely no way. I don't think they're going to do that. I, did, I didn't say in his ass. I just said inside him. No, no. I mean, in general, too. There's They're not going to do that. And if they do, then I owe you $100. Then. <laughs> so it's like, oh, man. If if Ant-Man actually went inside that, what, what reason do they have to fight Thanos, though? Like, obviously, like, he killed half the like population, yeah, but like it's more of like they gotta get their friends back, right? It's not like, oh, you killed all our friends, now we're gonna kill you and then we're gonna have people die because of it. Yeah, like, I mean I don't, okay, I, that's the part. I don't even think don't. they're really gonna fight Thanos. <laughs> like the, what's the point? You know, he's just a fucking farmer, just crops and shit and just getting crops his corn, and shit, you feel me? getting his Thanos corn, his Thanos um I don't know. Stardew Thanos, Thanos. And Thanos pigs. Um, what else? His Thanos copters in the distance, and you know he's just a peaceful old man just farming. <laughs> Beat the shit out of him. But I don't. I don't even think they're really gonna fight Thanos at all. It's just gonna be more like maybe talk to him, maybe have an encounter. <laughs> hey, what's up, Thanos? It's gonna be a melodrama. 
Yeah, it's gonna be... Uh, I could see it doing that, though. Like, what are they gonna fight, you know? If it's not Thanos, what is it gonna be? I mean, it's a Marvel movie, so they're gonna fight. Well, yeah, they're gonna fight, but it's like... Do you think they're gonna fight their counterparts? Who? We'll have to wait and see the movie. Are you talking about us or or uh, Avengers? No, 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 we're talking about Avengers. Um, if you guys seen, you notice how Black Widow and Captain America have a well, not both have a beard, but <laughs> um, <laughs> Black Widow's blonde, right? That was kind of weird. And then Captain America has a beard, right? And then if you look at all the trailers of the new I movie, have no idea where this is going. Black Widow has red hair. Captain America doesn't have a beard anymore. Maybe they're going to go to alternate versions of themselves. You know what I mean? They're going to fight alternate versions of themselves. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, there's probably some sort of time travel plot because people have apparently seen them like shooting on a set that looks similar to Avengers 1 with New York and the alien attack on New York. That would be crazy though if they no, like went it wouldn't. Back the to... comics do that all the time. There's there's yeah, always time travel. Have you seen a movie that did that? Oh no, I just think what? That would be... Do you want me to start listing time travel movies? <laughs> no, 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 no. Looper. Don't, don't actually take what I'm saying serious. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, wouldn't that be cool? Because like, I'm talking about like Avengers in general, like, um, superhero movies. Like, I'm sure there's some superhero movies out there that have time travel and stuff. But like, I don't know. I just think it would be really cool because. Like, I really liked the first Avengers when it came out. It was really cool to me. And, I don't know, seeing, like, where it's at right now in the Marvel Universe and then going back to that, I don't know. It would be kind of interesting. But <laughs> it's kind of funny, though, going back on the Avengers now. Like, after Infinity War, like, watching the first Avengers, like, the stakes are, like, nothing. It seems like, so you're just like, Tony Stark, no, not Tony Stark. And then he fucking dies, and they're like, oh, now nah, you're good, man. And Loki's fine, too. Nobody dies. Just a bunch of fucking aliens died. Maybe a couple humans in New York. They got crushed. I don't know. Nobody dies. Wait. Yeah, nobody dies at all. Uh, fucking, what's his face? Um, You know who got stabbed by Loki's staff? What? Uh... It was in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel? Um... He was in Captain Marvel with oh, uh, Coulson. Nick Fury. Yeah, he didn't even die. It's like, what the fuck? Quicksilver was introduced in a movie and died the same movie, so that doesn't count. I know, but that was also the worst Avengers movie. It was. We don't talk about that. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that Groundhog bad. Day? It was just like... What? Oh, you're thinking of... The, ti the Time Traveler's Wife. Would, would Groundhog Day technically be Time Travel... Oh no, yeah it would, but it's just like repeating over and over. Huh. Weird. Just like the Marvel movies, repeating over and over. Alright. Hey. Zing. That, <laughs> there we go. Alright. On that note. <laughs> on that note. Uh new episodes of Hit Point Pals are uh released, I guess. Nope. Every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> nope, what do you mean? Us. Yeah, nope, we don't release new episodes. No, no, yeah, no we episodes. Don't. No. Where are we not? We I was gonna no, post this Why'd you tomorrow? ask it like a question? Because I couldn't think of the terminology. <laughs> How, what do you, what's the terminology for they a podcast? Released? New episodes come out every, every Saturday. Uh, every on years. iTunes, on Spotify, on whatever your podcasting service is. You can follow Hit Point Pals on Twitter, at Hit Point Pals. Everybody do your social media shoutouts. 
All right, go, William. <laughs> we just keep deferring this. No, I'm not the jump master. You're the jump master. No, I'm the jump master. I'm the jump what? master. No, that's no, not how are. it works. That's backwards. That's the opposite of how it works. Now I'm the jump master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we dropping, boys? Are we dropping, boys? I'm sorry. What what am I supposed to do now? Oh, uh, where can people find where can people find you for all oh, of your yeah. video game related yeah. ideas on the internet? Oh, video game related ideas. <laughs> well, you don't. You probably don't want to be following me because I don't say much about video games uh, usually. But you can follow me on Twitter at Will Suit S U I T T. That's me. Excellent, Caleb. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at um, was it Warwick fifty one. And you could also follow me at Yeti the Meme on Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Yeti the Human. And you could also follow me on Instagram at Caleb Warwick and um, Instagram.com forward slash Yeti the Meme. Excellent. Uh, I need to change my at because it's really difficult to explain because it's tr it's Trav's lean, but there's no I. So it's T-R-A-V-S-L-I-E. Because the other one was fucking taken by some idiot who hasn't tweeted in like six years. Um <laughs> So I'm going to figure out what to change that to. But I don't want to think about it too much because it stresses me out. Um, that's, that's hit point, pals, for this week. Who has that's really good words of wisdom that we can end this podcast episode on? Um, um, don't do hard drugs. I'll just say that. Don't do them. Why do we always go out on drug-related, like, mantras? <laughs> I, I said, I think I said stay in school last time. Same thing. So. School what? is drugs. School is drugs. <laughs> That's our words of wisdom. That's our words of wisdom. School is drugs. Oh, no. get neo neo next oh hell yeah i've got neo dude let's play is it multiplayer uh the yeah oh, is yeah. it like souls multiplayer or is it like it is i don't know i've never tried it so i'm assuming it's not like souls multiplayer it's very different than the souls game and like layout of the world and some of those mechanics but i know it, looks... it has multiplayer of some sort it looks really cool and i've wanted to get it for a very long time Heck yeah. But so I might get that before Sekiro, actually. Oh. Oh. Hell yeah. Wah, ah, ah. Hell yeah. yeah. I think I bought Neo. Actually, I don't know why I didn't go while you were gone, but I'm just gonna go to the bathroom real quick. Oh okay. Neo! Dang Neo. Part of me wants to go back and like finish Neo, but part of me was like, I'd rather just play through Dark Souls and then get Sekiro and then play through that. The part that made me interested in Neo was when you showed me there was a dude who had a cat. Oh, in his yeah, Tori Hanzo's fucking like 
chest cat that just like whips it. I think Neo is like blatantly like, yeah, this is a Japanese game. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? There's like a little cat spirit who talks to you. Yeah. Neo. I have on the whole found like <laughs> parts of Neo to be a lot harder than Dark Souls. How does Neo compare to Dark Souls? Combat, you have three stances. Um, you've got like a high, a medium, and like a low stance. Your combos okay. can you can unlock multiple combos for weapons, and you can assign those to like a button combination. So there's like skill upgrades for that, and it's like something's like a fighting game. Because Dark Souls is a lot of like Parry, dodge, roll, block. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's Stand Dark back. Souls. And weapons, and each weapon has like its own attacks. For yeah. Neo, you have a lot of like combos and skills you can unlock with points, and you can upgrade those and trade out other skills. So there's a lot of variety because each weapon has three stances, and each of those stances can have different like attacks. <sighs> um, which is okay. like going back to Neo for me is like hard because I'd have to remember all these things I had unlocked. Are there certain enemies who like you have to figure out what stance is best to fight them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes you'll switch up your stance if like, oh, this enemy is now in like this state. I want to switch down to this to like, oh, that's do some cool. attacks. Um, boss fights are very souls like um, that's probably the closest it gets to like Dark Souls. It's like super souls like there with the bosses. Mm -hmm. Um. When you die, yeah, you respawn at like a shrine with these little like cutesy little Japanese spirit figures that are there And when you can find these little figures around and rescue them and they'll all like throw a party at the shrine where you rescue them or something Oh, okay. and it's like okay This is very Japanese because it's like all these little fun little characters and stuff whereas Dark Souls would just be like depressed dour people <laughs> um, Neo's world is I think its weakest part because in Dark Souls, even like two, it's kind of like this one long fluid experience. Like you can go from one place to another and you can see other locations. The whole world keeps looping into each other, into itself. And you can like think like, oh, I know where I am relative to this. Neo has like large levels. And then once you beat that level, you go to like a world map. There's like no connection between a level to another. Um, Interesting. Which I don't really like with like world building, but... I mean, the game doesn't set out to do that, so it's not really a negative point, I'd think. So do you have, like, a hub, and then do you set out to different locations? Yes, and, um, this game, you'll go through locations, um, and then later on you can go through those locations again, um, slightly remixed on a quest. Okay. And it'll be like some Japanese daimyo says, Oh, my son lost my fucking sword, please go get it from these bandits. And then you go to the level, and then you go through it again in maybe a different direction or you go to a different part and you're just killing enemies and then you complete the quest. So it, it's more, I'd say like quest focused than the Dark Souls. Okay. Where Dark Souls is just kind of, yeah, you need to do these things and then you just like kind of go through it on your own and kill creatures. But Neo has like a lot of times where it's like, I need you to kill this guy and get the sword for me. And so you just go through a level killing everybody and then it ends. Hmm. Um, it's also much heavier on story and cutscenes and characters. Whereas, like, Dark Souls is kind of like... Just, there's, uh, there's, there's hints, like, there's but, a, like... There's a story in the background whatever. somewhere. 
Yeah. Whereas Neo's like, hey, I'm Hattori Hanzo. Here's my cat. And then he puts it back. And there's like a spirit cat who like is there. How many there. cats are there in this game? I think there's two. Hattori Hanzo's and like the spirit cat that I think yeah. is in Hattori Hanzo's cat. I can't oh, remember. Okay. It's been a long time since I played. Jesus. But yeah. All right. Which is funny looking at like Neo, where you look like you, I don't know. You play like Geralt of Rivia in Japan. You're like some Geralt? English dude because the game starts in the Tower of London, and you play an Irish dude. guy, <laughs> and oh. then you go to Japan. I did not know that. Yeah. So you play. It's based on a. It's vaguely based on this actual European dude who became a samurai, but of course he did not fight fucking demons and necromancers in Japan, but. <laughs> They just took the character's name and then, like, yeah. So it's like you play Geralt of Rivia in Japan and you fight people. Oh, okay. I need to buy it now. Oh Jesus! Oh, it's not. It's not exactly <laughs> like The Witcher. I'm 3. buying it. Oh shit! Bought it. Thank you for your Alexa. Order ten copies of Neo. And Put me down Witcher for 3. ten of those. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there he is, just sitting there. But yeah, All Neo's right. uh, Neo's neat. Yeah, I want to play Neo.